This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Now on Joy 94.9, this is The Glow Show with your hosts, Victoria Police LGBTI Liaison Officer Gabrielle Tyak, Joy's own Will Lanting, with a range of Victoria Police staff and Joy volunteers coming together to inform and support our diverse LGBTI communities. Here is The Glow Show on Joy. And uh, yes, welcome. You are on The Glow Show. On Joy 94.9, I'm Will, and of course, as always, I'm joined by Gabby Kayak. How are you, Gabby? I'm good. I'm really good because we've got a regular in the studio oh, with I know. us. He's he's, he's um, catching up with uh, Beck, I think. Dean, how are you going? I'm very well. Will, how are you? <laughs> yeah, pretty good. Weather's slowly getting warmer, isn't it? It is very, very warm, actually. We've had oh, a few hot love days. summer. A few hot days here and there. Mm. Yeah. So, Dean is Detective Sergeant Dean Rubb from our Melbourne socket. He is. Do you remember what that is, Will? I just remember it as the Australian Law and Order SVU. <laughs> <laughs> kind of? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Tell us, we, Dean, what is well, it? Look, it's a Sexual Offences and Child Abuse Investigation Unit. That's so the that's one. It. The difference between us and, and maybe our SVU is that we target um, perpetrators that are known to the... Okay. Uh, um, where the victims are unknown, it goes off to our sex crime to specialists in that area. Now, you were in uh, a few weeks ago. Um, now, before that, we had a very interesting episode where we had the management of Wet on Wellington in the studio, and it was quite an interesting episode because I, we all got a lot out of that mm. where uh, uh, issues of consent and the misconceptions of consent. Now, I'm... Of the understanding that you have a campaign starting, I think, Monday week or next Monday about some of the misconceptions with sexual assault that's out there, and there's a campaign to bring awareness to that. Are you able to... Yeah, look, well, it sort of touches on the, the last time we spoke about not being a bystander, and that's part of the campaign. The, the misconceptions are people who are heavily intoxicated are responsible for their own sexual assaults, mm-hmm. and that they could have prevented those assaults by drinking less. And I won't go into the explanation of why all these are misconceptions, but I'll just promote those to the audience. And what what I will do is speak about this campaign in some detail. They will explain these misconceptions in detail at that time. And so the campaign's called Challenging Misconceptions. Absolutely. And don't brush off sexual assault. And that's um, being launched on the 17th of December. So three. 17th, no, four, I think. Four 17, days, 18, right. 19th, and 20th Correct. of December. Yep, that's right. So go ahead with some of these misconceptions that probably a lot of us have. Yeah, so the, um, another one is that, um, you know, people who are drunk consent to sexual acts but regret it afterwards and then they allege assaults. One and we pers- hear that all the time, don't yeah, we? Yeah, we do. We do. And, you know, look, it's, it's a situation where us as in the investigative agency, we don't take stock in any of these misconceptions. A person reports a sexual assault, we investigate. We don't, you know, so what if they drank too much? Um, no means no. If you're intoxicated or unconscious, again, it means you can't consent to sex. And we always revert back to the consent issue. You know, another one is one person's word against another is not enough to convict sexual assaults. There needs to be more evidence. No, that's not necessarily true. Um, we're very victim-centric in Victoria Police. Um, you know, we 
we gather as much evidence as we can. And sometimes it just boils down to one person's word against the other. But um, it's how credible each party is. And, and we will prosecute if we, if we can. Without giving anything away, how would you delineate between someone's credibility or not? I mean, where do you begin? Well, it could be a case where, you know, the perpetrator's brought in for an interview and yep. it's totally at odds with, say, CCTV vision. Yep. They don't know this person. And, and, you know, we can do call record charges and say, well, there's been a relationship between the two of them and yep. he's saying he doesn't know this person. Um, there's times when, you know, a perpetrator may come in and give a no comment. So they don't give an alternative version of, of what may have occurred. So, you know, sometimes that does force our hands. Um, but there's a number of other options that are available to us. Yeah. I must, I find it, in, I shouldn't say incredible or, or um, amazing, probably more fascinating, but, you know, you can have two people who are suffering, suffering from intoxication mm. and what they can either appear to understand as consent or not, things can get blurred and then mm. it evolves into something that becomes a no and then that gets reported as a sexual crime. That must be a, a minefield for you people to look, investigate. Look at this. And there is, you know, uh, precedence in relation to case law, mm -hmm. um, but it, it won't only be based on that. It will be based on, okay, yes, they were both intoxicated. Um, you know, person A thought they had consent. Person B was, you know, I mean, he had, yes, he no, had to take her no. clothes off. Yeah, no, okay. she couldn't unfa unfasten her, her button on her jeans. It goes to a lot of, of how how could they form consent if they can't even take their own clothes off. So, yeah, look, you're right, it is a minefield, and each case is different. Each case is judged on its merits. No, fascinating. So another misconception is that memory of sexual assault should be clear, coherent, detailed, specific, and not contain any inconsistencies or omissions. That's right. So... Yeah, again, I mean, I don't really want to elaborate too much, but it's, you know, people who are victims of these types of assaults are in shock. Sometimes they don't recall certain specific information. Um, over time, that does come back. But, you know, to, it, it, the expectation is from the public, well, if you've been raped, you should know this, 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 and this. And it's just not always the case. Well, you that know? you should behave in a certain way. That's and right. if you don't behave that way, then you're not telling the truth. Correct. Yeah, mm. it um yeah it's, it's it is quite interesting. It's quite mind boggling. Uh, the, the alcohol side of things really does, you know, make you sit up and think. You know, like wow, you know, and, and, and it's topical given the, yeah, the time of year. Time of year. At. It's something that you, once again, and as I always preach on this show, is that we we don't really want to tell you what you have to do, but what we'd like you to get out of this show is to talk about it about things among yourselves and sort of learn and this is what we're doing and this is I, I think it's very fortuitous so just be careful in your surround it's always about yeah. being careful you know again we're not the fun police um we're not advocating you know stopping drinking it's making sure that you know when enough is enough um you know you're getting home um and you know you're going to get home uh, safe and well and one of the the last ones of the misconceptions is that real rape victims would resist and fight off the violent offender. All these things we hear all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, look, you can always hark back to the, oh, look, I, I, I wouldn't individualise cases, but, you know, a, a case where if you, if you don't um, aggravate the offender, you may walk away with, 
I don't want to just say being sexually assaulted, but you don't walk away with a broken jaw or, or you know, anything further than that. So it, 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 is, it is a serious misconception. And again, it'll be touched on in greater detail in this, in this podcast. I could only begin to imagine if you put into a scenario, and, and this would be any gender too, mm. it's uh, not just a male down to female thing, it can mm. go either way, and certainly in our community it can, can be together. Um, but yeah, it would be a very frightening experience mm. to be uh, put in a situation and you would just make the decision, I'll let it go to a certain point in the hope either A, don't get killed or mm. or B, broken bones or or, or um, disfigured or anything like that. So, yeah, you begin to understand how horrific this and, can be. And the added pressure is you, uh, where we're on from, you know this person. Yeah. You don't expect this behaviour to occur. So, so this becomes a very real problem in in a court situation when, let's say, I'm the victim and I say, you know, I've been assaulted, mm. and the person who has been accused says, "Well, he didn't fend me off or push me away or anything like that." Mm. So, so what you're saying, you you know, as a victim, you have a lot of rights, and it's absolutely, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I mean, you know, we'll talk. About where, where in the past that may have been used against the victim? Yeah, absolutely. Be, yeah, you know, and it occurs in a family violence situation, you know, domestic violence. There is sexual assaults. Uh, associated with that, which we will talk about at another time. So we know that sexual assaults and sexual offences are really underreported. Mm. Um, and some of these misconceptions are the reasons. People think, well, I was intoxicated, so I can't really report it, or it's only my word against the other person, so I won't report it, mm. or I didn't fight them off, so I'm not going to report it. But that's part of this campaign is to make sure people know that they can report under any of these circumstances. We are there and we are there to investigate all of these matters. Now, look, as I've touched on before, we don't always get it right. and We're not always successful in the prosecution, but we are there for the victims. And you're getting better. And we're getting better. So the campaign runs from December 17th to the 20th, and it's a multifaceted campaign. So you've got a resource called Challenging Misconceptions, which you can download, which has information. Yes, that's right. Um, and look at online. You've also got a number of videos, which are released over that period of time, I think one each day. Yes, Is that's that correct? Right. Yep. Um, what else have you got? Um, some some um, so videos, online resource. Uh, oh, and some questions. Questions, yeah. So some interactivity with, with the audience. Um, you know, again, challenging what they think. Um, sexual assault is about and, and the reporting as such. So will that be released on the Victoria Police Facebook page and Twitter account? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm suggesting. I, it I'm suggesting would. would. Yes. Yeah. Um. And so we've got a, a few interesting bits and pieces. So you t the target audience for this campaign, I see, would be women aged between about 18 and 34 because are they most likely to be victims of sexual they assault are, in, yes. the, in the statistics? Yeah, they are. Now, look, we know that man, woman, child are all victims, mm -hmm. um, but in specifics to this particular campaign, we are looking at that, that, um, that age group and uh, gender. So you want to challenge people's understandings of sexual crime and build confidence in victims and people who know victims to report to police. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we want to raise awareness of, of the support available to victims. Uh, we want to encourage the community and bystanders to call out and, and report unwanted sexual advances um, by other members of the community, you know, which we define as perpetrators. 
And we're also sending out a strong message to those who commit these crimes that Victoria Police is committed to holding all perpetrators accountable for their actions. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we've also got, so we've got the women who were the target audience of, between those ages, but we've also got secondary audience, audiences, so perpetrators of sexual assault. Yeah, well, we want, we want them to know that we're out there and we are taking these reports seriously and we will get you and we will prosecute you where we can. All right, look, fascinating stuff. Um, we've got a little bit more of this to get through and it is that time of the year and once again, it's um, interesting information that we really encourage you to talk among your family and your friends about. We'll be have a little bit more after the break. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy 94.9. You're listening to The Glow Show on Joy. Back soon. Welcome back. This is The Glow Show on Joy. And you're back with The Glow Show with Will and Gabby, and we've got special guest, Detective Sergeant Dean Raab from our socket, Melbourne Socket Unit, which investigates sexual crime. I think he's nearly a part of The Glow Show, oh, too. Oh, he is. Yeah. yeah. He's coming to the Christmas party. That's yeah. it. Beautiful. <laughs> but we've been talking about a campaign that Victoria Police is launching between December 17 and 20, uh, which is next from next Monday. And we've been talking about um, victims of sexual offence and, and some of the the misconceptions around sexual violence. And, we, and we're talking about the targeted audience and the secondary audience. So part of that secondary audience, so the perpetrators of sexual assault is one of them, but we've got employers, owners and security contra- contractors at licensed venues, which is an inter- interesting one. Yeah, look, they've got an obligation to make sure their patrons are safe. You know, it's it's one thing to make money out of people coming to a venue, and we understand that that's what they do. But they, these people should be able to, to walk out of those venues without being that intoxicated where they're going to be taken home and offended against. And then that leads on to the patrons of licensed venues. Yep. So we're all really responsible to look after each other. Absolutely. And ourselves. Oh, of course, of course. And then bystanders is similar, but one that I found interesting was Victoria Police employees. Mm. So we um, look, we want to get the message across to our members saying that, um, look, if you see something or you see a person that um, you think, well, maybe a little tipsy, but you don't, you don't want to intervene yourself, you think they'll be all right, you need to actually have a chat. You need to see how well those people are you need to maybe speak to the management of the venue and say, well, this person's had enough. They need to be cut off. It's also a case where maybe you have the conversation with, with that person and say, it's time to go home. Is there someone who can take you home? I don't really want to be a, a devil's advocate in this sense. I just think it's a lot of people might be asking some of the questions that is really coming through my head. Uh, and I, I just want to talk them out with you. And you, it says here that in regards to the secondary audience, uh, employers, owners, and security contractors at licensed venues. Um, once again, I can understand their responsibility, but when I see patrons, patrons of licensed venues, you you are right. I, I I can't dismiss that. But then I think, you know, look, I'm not the biggest bloke in the world, mm. and see something that goes on. You know, I, I sometimes have a bit of fear of of. You know, is this big bloke over here hassling this woman, you know, and what am I going to be able to do about it? It it, it becomes a very difficult scenario and it's just like, hang on, I'm responsible. So for someone in that situation who they have a bit of fear to confront someone who is harassing a female or a male for that matter, 
what's some of the advice you can give them well, in that the, sense? Well, the responsibility isn't necessarily to intervene yeah, personally. That can be very dangerous yeah, in itself. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, but that's where you, you go to management and security and say, um, look, this, this person mm-hmm. is hassling this girl. Okay. She doesn't want the advances. He keeps on persisting. He needs to be ejected. That's what you do. And there was a campaign earlier in this year and we we interviewed um, someone from that campaign on The Glow Show in relation to educating licensed venues. Um, I think it was around music venues, but it was teaching the um, security and the managers how to um, intervene or identify sexual harassment Mm. and sexual assault. So how to identify and monitor it in their facilities. Yeah, so instead of letting the drunk person leave and be vulnerable, or letting a person sexually harass someone, uh, unwelcome activity, uh, they should hopefully be looking out for this behaviour and preventing it and ejecting the person and making sure that person leaves or if someone they think is vulnerable leaves, that they keep an eye on them, put them in a cab, make sure they're safe. So it's the same sort of thing. It's it's a safety message that we talk about all the time Mm. and we have to keep encouraging people to do. When I see the word bystanders, one of the things that jumps out at at me is workplace parties. Mm. They tend to have their own inherent problems in this arena too. So yeah, able to elaborate on that a bit. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, obviously again, we're talking about the time of year. It's, you know, it may be um, some anecdotal information that you've had that Mm. they, that these people are are friendly and that, you know, that they've hooked up before and they're hooking up again. Um, You know, that, 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 the person that's objecting is, is playing around with, with the person that's trying to, I use the word again, predate. Um, if you see someone who is clearly having an issue with someone else, you need to say something or you need to get someone else to say something. Um, one of the key messages is consider if doing nothing will do more harm. Yeah. So mm. we want you to be safe, but just have a think about it. If you don't do anything about this situation, what's going to happen? Mm. And again, it might be, it might be that um, that person's read read the body language wrong, yeah. and you know they thought, oh, well, maybe something's going on here, and and he needs to be told that, well, no, she's not interested, mm. you know. And it could be as simple as that, you know. You don't have to get heavy handed, mate. She's not into you. Move on. It also could be considered more uh, a stealth opportunity in the sense that when people are working together throughout a year, they they tend to have a relationship or they can have a friendly relationship and then you tip alcohol and a party into the situation yep. and it can ex- it can accelerate, that friendship can mm. accelerate, but one person can go that little bit too fast. And, and more so lower inhibitions, something you Correct. wouldn't ordinarily do if yeah. you were sober, you and may do. then and as a bystander, you go, oh, that's just them too, had a few too many drinks and it's yeah. you, you tend to, to excuse it, which is, this is what we need to talk yeah. about. Well, you, well, you we need, need to stop. Making yeah, excuses, those excuses, and we need your- to say, well, you know, what if it was your sister, your mother, yeah. your daughter? That's that. That's the way you got to look at it. Exactly, and that's a perfect analogy. You know, would you would you like to see your yeah sister or mother yeah. in that situation? And no, you wouldn't. So yeah, might make you stop and think a little bit more. So keep an eye out for this campaign. It's next Monday. It's released, so from the 17th to the 20th of December, and it's going to be launched online as a 
I think we forgot to mention it, a podcast. That's right, yes. So there'll be some more information in a Victoria Police podcast about sexual assault and the campaign around challenging misconceptions. There's an online resource and there's going to be a couple of videos. So keep your eye out for that. But this also leads into family violence. Yes, and that's also that time of year as well where families are getting together a little bit more. It's another key focus. So Mm -hmm. sexual assault and family violence are some of the key focuses of Victoria Police, particularly during this time of the year. As you said, um, sexual assaults can spike during this time of the year because of increased intoxication and various other things. Yep. And family violence also increases. Um, we're very well aware of that. So let's have a look at family violence. What can we say about that? Okay. Well, I'm here on behalf of Family Violence Command. So as a result of a Royal Commission into Family Violence, recommendations were made that um, Victoria Police develop a model to strengthen the investigation of family violence offences. It was recommended that uh, qualified investigators be embedded within the family violence investigation units um, who will have the capacity and capability to perform some certain roles. So the, I think the Royal Commission was in 2016, or the end, I think it came out at the end of 2016, and so all these recommendations have come out, and as a response to those recommendations, these are some of the things that yeah, are, are being so, put into place. So Victoria, Victoria Police has, has seen um, that it demands a, a qualified investigation unit that specialises in these type of offences. So they'll investigate serious and complex investigations, manage high-risk, complex and repeat cases, and support general duties, police and specialist units. Okay, and so from the 9th of July of this year, there was the commencement of 21 specialist family violence investigation units. That's right. So they were doing some, some of those similar things where they were focusing on high-risk and high-volume offenders or repeat offenders. Yes, that's right. So um, so by 2020, there will be statewide units, uh, family, family violence trained detectives who manage the family violence units. Is that right? Well, they're actually statewide now. So they've, they've set up in, in all our regions, um, managed by senior sergeants, detective senior sergeants um, and detective sergeants and investigators. Uh, they're getting more members on board um so yeah it's 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 look it's a wonderful um deployment of resources that Vicpol are doing um and they've clearly seen the need and and responded you know in kind with what the royal commission had to say what i find interesting about family violence and when i speak to people out in the real world about it all um, they just think initially family violence is, is wife bashing or, or family bashing, but it, it actually extends a lot more than that. It, it can be um, men- mental violence. Absolutely. Um, obviously sexual assault and uh, stalking is another issue as stalking. well, whether that be online or the traditional old-fashioned stalking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, financial, um, physical, sexual assaults. Damaging um, property. Yep. Threatening um, animals. Absolutely. It's, that, that's a big thing. You know, common property is the pets, and you know, one one partner may realise that oh, no, they've got a certain admiration for that animal. The way I can get back in them is to hurt the animal. So yeah, it's terrible, but that's what we deal with. There's also emotional blackmail, verbal abuse, and threats influencing friends and work yep. for certain behaviours. So. I mean, we're looking at some statistics here where across Victoria in 2016, 2017, there were 76,500 incidents of family violence, 76,000, which comes down to 209 incidents per day, eight incidents per hour, 
one incident every seven minutes. Yeah, that's... and and that doesn't include the underreporting. Yeah, yeah, no, that that is that is incredible. And I think you know, looking at those statistics there, I, and that just takes my breath away. Uh, I guess it gets back to what we we're talking about before. You know, you um, being a bystander. I, yeah. I'd say there's plenty of people out there who know families that have issues, and yet we go, it's their problem, or it's and it's just not necessarily just bashing or anything like that. It can be. Be a lot of and and other the, these incidents we're talking about, they're, they're not all at the high end. They mm. are, you know, a husband and wife having an argument and the neighbour hears it and they think, mm, what do I do? Do I ring police or not? Ring ring us. If you think there's something going on, we're obligated to go out, and just like I was talking about sex offences, we're obligated to go out and investigate. doesn't mean we have to, um, you know, intervene it doesn't mean um you know we get heavy-handed with with what's going on it may be a case where we offer counseling services yeah um and hopefully it's something that you nip in the bud before it evolves into before something. it escalates into something yeah. else yeah so we do our risk analysis and all those sort of incidents dean it uh look it's challenging stuff uh and it's great to talk about it um once again Get as much as you can out of the show. Uh, talk about it with your family and friends. There's there's some fantastic uh, information and things to talk about. So please report to police, family violence, and sexual offences. And if you are hesitant about that, you can contact a Glow or you can look at other support services and get some advice. True. Yep. Um, guys, we we must wrap up. Um, Dean, we've got to have you back in again. Absolutely. Soon. Can't wait. You have a great Christmas, all the best for the new year, yep. and uh, we hope to have you back first thing next year. Absolutely, and to you. Thank you. Gabby, we'll see you next week quickly. Is this our last show? Second last. Second last. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Everybody, you have a great night. We'll be back next week on The Glow Show, Joy 94.9. That's it from us today. Thanks for listening to another Glow Show on Joy. Tonight's episode has just been loaded to the Joy website and our podcast feed on iTunes. So if you missed anything important, you can hear it again now. Please support the volunteers who make the Glow Show happen by subscribing to our podcast and sharing them with your friends on social media. The Glow Show is produced by Will Lansing and Gabrielle Tyak and edited weekly by me, Jason Gibbs. See you next time on Joy. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.